Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Matthew Sullivan. Thanks for being on the show, Matthew. Thank you, Whitney. Pleasure to be on. Matthew is the CEO and founder of Quantum RE, a cryptocurrency startup, has a proven track record in real estate innovation through his experiences as co-founder of the $50 million secured real estate income strategies fund and as founder and president of crowdventure.com, a real estate crowdfunding company. So Matthew, thanks again for your time and being on the show and providing this value to our listeners. Give them a little more about you and how you got into this business and what your focus is now. Uh, well, I think the most important thing, my background has very much been entrepreneurial over the last 25 years. And so really what I wanted to do, I moved to the US about five years ago, um, really just fascinated by the sort of intersection between finance, technology, and real estate. And five years ago, the securities laws changed with the Jobs Act, which sort of heralded the beginning of much greater access to capital raising through online platforms. So that was a very important time for me to be uh, over here at those points of changing. And then really, as technology developed and as the blockchain developed and you know, real estate uh, is you know, very much now, I think, at the forefront of a significant change. So it's a very exciting place to be. Awesome. Awesome. So right now, I mean, coming from a large entrepreneurial background and then you're moving into, I mean, what is your focus right now? Explain to us like what you're doing now and go into a little more detail, I guess. We're right in the middle. So imagine your Venn diagram. You've got the real estate over here. You've got fintech, which is all about technology and finance and prop tech, which is sort of combination of finance and technology and property. So we are right in the middle of those three places at the intersection of real estate, fintech, and prop tech. And really what we're doing is we're helping homeowners release the equity that's locked up in their homes, but without taking on more debt. And by doing that, we create a real estate asset that allows investors to get access to a $15 trillion real estate asset class with the prospect of liquidity and tradability that comes from employing blockchain technologies. So we're taking an otherwise highly illiquid asset, which is the equity in someone's home, and we're making it accessible, investable, and tradable. Interesting. Okay, so way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's, yes. So well, the demand, so look, you must know homeowners if you're not a homeowner. The thing about homeowners and equity is you spend years paying down your equity. So you got to the point where you might have hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in your home. And then you go, great, how do I tap into this? I'm, you know, I'm a half a millionaire or something or a quarter of a millionaire. And the only way you can get access to that money, which is yours, is to go back and borrow against it. And you know, we thought that was a very unacceptable way, really, of uh, dealing with what is yours. So that's the primary purpose. How do you unlock trillions of dollars of trapped equity without having to go back and create more debt. Interesting. So, you know, I guess take us through the process of what you just said and how that relates to investors and homeowners and kind of build that picture a little bit. Well, let's stay on the homeowner track for a moment. So let's say you're a homeowner. Let's say that you've built up two, $300,000 worth of equity in your home 
And let's say that you're in a position where you're no longer working, you might be retired, or you might be getting to the point where you simply don't want to, or you cannot borrow more money. So the biggest problem for you is that you're sitting on all of this wealth, but you're not able to unlock it because maybe you don't qualify for debt. Maybe you know, you've gone to the bank and they've turned you down or they've offered you such ridiculously high interest rates. So what we do is we buy a percentage of the future value of your home. So we'd say to you, Whitney, what we'll do is you sell us a percentage of the value of your home today. And then when you sell your home, you pay us back that option price that we pay for the privilege of tapping into the potential increase in value. So when you sell your home, you pay us back the money we bought the option for. And then if your house goes up in value, we share in a percentage of that increase in value. So for us, it's a way of participating in the potential increase in your home, but you don't have to move out. And for us, it's great because you are a fantastic steward of our asset because we're now partners. And for you, it's great because you get a big chunk of capital um, paid in you know, good old-fashioned US dollars, and you only have to pay it back when you sell your home. And in some cases, that could be up to 30 years from the date that we signed the contract. Interesting. Interesting. That's very interesting. So how are you finding investors? I assume you're raising capital for your fund to buy this future value of the equity of these people's homes, correct? Yes. See, from an investor's perspective, it's a really interesting asset class because the way our contracts are written, we don't just get back our normal percentage of the house that we bought from you. We get an amplified return. So when you sell your house, if we, for example, bought 10% of the value of your home, we wouldn't just get 10% of the increase in value. We'd get maybe two and a half, three or three and a half times that, depending on where your house is and other underwriting factors. So from an investor's perspective, it's a very good potential return because I get to participate in this enormous asset class, which is owner-occupied real estate. And so currently, it's something that I can't get access to. So from an investor's perspective, it's a very interesting asset class. And because of the way our contracts are written, the returns are also quite interesting as well. So they're very comparative to other um, returns that I would look to get from other similar real estate investments. And the third most important piece is that using blockchain technologies, we enable your investment in our fund to be issued by way of shares that are digital or electronic shares that can be traded on digital or electronic exchanges. And there are a number of these exchanges that are being built, and uh, a couple of them have opened their doors for business already. So you will be able to buy and sell your shares in a way that's far easier than if it was just a normal private placement. So who are your uh, typical investors in something like this? At the moment, we're approaching larger institutions and uh, family offices, but our objective is to really open this investment up to everybody. And what we want to be able to do is get a good head of steam by getting some uh, larger investments in from the beginning from you know, larger accredited investors and, and hedge funds and uh, family offices. But then after that, as the business develops and probably within the next three to six months, we will have an exemption that we hope will be qualified by the SEC, which will be a regulation A plus um, structure. And that will enable us to offer 
shares in this fund to a much wider audience, including non-accredited investors. Interesting. Interesting. So right now you can only take accredited, but when that Reg A plus comes out, you'll be able to take non-accredited also? That's the plan, exactly. So we applied, well, we filed our Regulation A plus offering documents uh, almost three months ago now. And so there's a you know, number of questions that one has to answer. And I mean, we hope to be in a position within three to six months. I think that's a realistic time frame to have that offering qualified, at which point, you're absolutely right, we'll be able to offer investment in our fund to a much wider audience. Now, did you have experience with operating a fund before this? Yeah. I mean, we have two other funds that I've been directly connected with over the last five years. Uh, one of them is a Regulation A plus debt fund that is really focused on commercial real estate debt, which means it's debt that is generated from the development of you know, residential and commercial projects, but in a commercial way. So that offering was qualified by the SEC back in September 2017. So that fund's been running for about almost a year and a half now. Uh, and before that, I was involved with CrowdVenture, still am involved with CrowdVenture. And we had a number of smaller individual properties that we would invest in. And we also had another private placement that was available to accredited investors. So the topic of starting a fund and operating fund seems to be becoming more popular. And could you speak to someone who's, they've never had anything to do with the fund, but they're thinking, you know, this is something I should look into, or how do you know if a fund is right for you? Is that something you should try to pursue to have a fund as opposed to having individual investments? I think the answer there is a fund really is a collection of investments under one roof as opposed to individual investments. So the answer really is you have to look at where the demand is going to be, and also what sort of expertise and capability do you have to put the right investments into the fund? The biggest challenge with any fund is the balance between the investment that comes in and your ability to deploy that capital in the most efficient way. So the thing you want to avoid is sitting on large amounts of cash that's sitting there generating you know, very little in your bank. Alternatively, the thing you want to avoid is having large amounts of deals sitting there without the cash to perform. So funds are always challenging to get that sort of balancing act between capital that you have coming in and the ability to deploy it. Scale is also a very important thing in any fund um, because there are costs associated with the setting up of the fund, the management of the fund on an ongoing basis, the ability for you to create momentum to bring investors in. And so those costs have to be met. And so you need to get a certain amount of critical mass in, in the fund to be able to meet those. So it's a very different animal than running uh, single purpose entities for individual investments. So how are some ways that you all have been successful at creating that momentum to bring investors in? I think the important thing for us really is to have a product that is unique and attractive. So you know, investing and marketing investments is the same as marketing any other product. The questions that investors ask are, what's in it for me? What returns do I get? What liquidity do you have? What are the prospects? Um, what about you as a management team? So I think really what we're doing with Quantum RE brings together a combination of some very deep experience in the asset class itself. An asset class which is very large and very scalable. And the way that we've brought the asset class into the fund, it provides investors with the prospect of attractive returns. So I think all of those things really put us on a path where we're very optimistic about the investment potential, not only just in terms of returns, but also in terms of how attractive this is 
to institutional and retail investors. So I guess help us to, uh, I guess, think about how you've made it attractive in a way that we can, I don't know, apply that to our business. You know, I was just trying to think about how you all attract investors and in some way that obviously in syndication business is always raising capital, right? Or always networking. Yes. I mean, the important thing for us has always been the story. In other words, what is the story behind the product? If you just go out there saying that our returns are X percent compared to Y percent, it doesn't really add a great deal. And you're, it's, it, you're competing on price effectively, which is always a very thin strategy. The important thing about what we're doing is that there's a fundamental movement behind the asset itself. You know, there's $15 trillion worth of equity uh, that is trapped in people's homes. And many of those people simply are not in the position to or just don't want to go back and borrow more money. So we're creating an equity freedom movement. And I think the importance of what we're doing, added to the fact that the returns for investors are attractive, means that it's much greater in terms of marketing impact than a fund where you're simply looking to compete head on with other people in the same space. Interesting. So how do you all manage investor communications and relationships and things like that? Well, I mean, the fund is at an early stage. Um, so most of our initial investors will be corporate investors or will be uh, larger investors. So we have an experienced team who over the last um, you know, nine to 10 years have focused very much on dealing with those types of investors. We also have some very good retail investor experience on our board as well. So we understand for our retail investors that the important thing to get across to them is how the fund is performing. But our overall strategy is to provide transparency and auditability to everyone that is involved, either as a homeowner or as an investor. And I think that's one of the things that the blockchain brings is this layer of truth so that people can see at a very granular level where our investments are going, what our costs are, and what the returns are. And I think that transparency is very important to people and to give them the confidence to, to invest, whether it's you know $1,000 or a $1 million. I like to talk about just the transparency. Obviously, that's, it's, it's so important. And investors obviously feel better about their investment when they can have access to you know all the numbers or anything about the company they're investing in. But so explain this, you know, this term blockchain. A lot of people have probably never heard of that, just you know, and what that means. I think most people have probably heard of Bitcoin. And I think Bitcoin is blockchain's first major outing into the outside world because Bitcoin is actually built on a blockchain. And a blockchain, in very simple terms, is a ledger. Now, ledgers have existed for tens of thousands of years. They keep track of how many tons of barley you own, how many horses you own, how many cows you own, sheep, or you know, how many square foot in the property in Manhattan is yours. So you know, ledgers themselves have taken various different forms. And obviously, we're most familiar with electronic ledgers. But those electronic ledgers are fallible if they are held by individual companies. And what the blockchain does in a very, that's very different to normal ledgers is it's distributed across many, many different owners. And the way that it's built, it's very difficult to change. In fact, it's impossible to change it without everybody else knowing. So if you're a company and you're in control of a database, it's not impossible for you to go in and make some changes and for those changes not to be advertised. But a blockchain is a distributed ledger that operates across many hundreds or thousands of computers And all of those people 
or the majority of those people rather, who run that ledger for you, have to agree if you want to make some changes. So that means that we can trust a ledger that sits on the blockchain far more than we can trust a ledger that sits on someone's company database. Now, because of that layer of trust, that means that we can build transactions on that blockchain and we can scale those transactions because we know that those transactions are trustable. So blockchain is very important for us in terms of liquidity of the shares that we issue in our fund. So we issue shares in our fund, not using entries in an Excel spreadsheet or bits of paper. We issue them by way of digital assets. And the ownership of those assets is held on a blockchain. And if you want to sell your assets to somebody else, you can do it without having to involve third parties like banks or, uh, or third-party settlement companies. So that means the cost of buying the shares, the cost of selling the shares is dramatically lower. And it happens far quicker. The transfer of shares from one person to another can happen literally in fractions of a second. Currently, it takes three days or between two and three days to settle a share using the traditional system. So blockchain is an evolutionary technology that allows greater trust to be brought into our overall operation, reduces the cost, increases the speed of transaction, and allows us to work with fewer people involved, all of which benefits the end customer or the end investor because they get access to an untapped asset class with the ability to sell their shares in a very cost-effective and uh, liquid way in order to be able to lock in any potential profit. Wow. No, thank you. I'm learning a lot. Matthew, what would you say is the hardest part about running or starting and operating a fund? It's very similar to any business where you live or die by your customers. Your customers are your investors, but they're still customers. You have to find them. You have to nurture them. You have to convince them that you are the person with whom they need to transact. But then you have that ongoing responsibility to provide performance. So it's, it's actually very hard compared to a normal transaction where you sell them a computer or a, a widget, for example. Because in a fund, you have to continually provide ongoing performance. So I think the most challenging thing really with a fund are the two critical components. Where do we get the money from and how do we efficiently and reliably deploy that capital to the benefit of our investors? And I know it's a, a dramatic simplification, but those are everything else is relatively straightforward. Structuring the fund, where do you domicile it? What exemption do you use? How do you operate within securities regulations? There's a plethora of people that can assist you with that. The hardest thing is, where do you find the investors? How do you get scale? And how do you put their money to work effectively? And you've got that figured out, right? <laughs> I think we know what the next step is. And so with the experience that we have on the team, which is quite considerable, we know the importance of having an asset class that's scalable, that delivers decent returns, um, and that ultimately has some long-term benefit. So what we're doing has long-term benefit, particularly to the homeowners for whom we're releasing that capital. And I think that itself makes what we're doing different to all of our competition. And if you've got that marketing edge, that's something that's very important. That's something that we intend to work very hard to maintain that, that edge. Matthew, what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? The way we've improved our business is to bring in as much experience and talent and to really not assume that we can do it all ourselves. This 
business will be an inch deep and a mile wide. And by that, I mean, we are planning on building a very large business, but we're very specific about the product that we have. It's a very targeted asset class. Um, there's a lot of experience, but the people that are experienced in this are very experienced because it's a very narrow asset class. So the way that we've improved our business is to really bring in the best people we can with the greatest expertise and not try and do it all by relying on luck or, or trying to figure it out as we go along. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I think generally it's just determination, whether or not I'm not sure whether I'm determined or whether I'm just, I just refuse to give in. But I think that things generally, it's, I think it's probably tautological actually, it's saying the same thing, but I think generally things uh, never pan out the way you expect. And so the ability to maintain, you know, to roll with the punches and not to give up and to be pragmatic about one's approach, um, to be flexible, but still maintain your vision. You know, I think that's the critical thing in building a business like this, because as I said at the beginning, we're at the intersection of these three technologies. So it's a big educational load that we have to lift. And so I think just staying true to the vision, true to the belief that we had when we set this up from the beginning and just sort of, you know, plowing through regardless. What are you excited about right now or for the future for your business? Well, I think everything that we're doing is interesting and exciting for us because we are dealing with new technologies, we're dealing with the application of existing securities laws in a new environment, and we're getting some success. So success really gives us the energy to continue this. And we also think we're doing something that's actually quite meaningful. So because of that, as we are building, the platform's live, we've raised capital, we're getting some very good feedback from potential investors. We think very soon, uh, we'll be able to announce you know, the first large deployment of capital. And so those things do help us. And we're very much looking forward to writing our first check to a homeowner and you know, releasing some equity for them because that completes the circle. And I think that's very, very important that we are able to do that and help those people as well. Matthew, do you have a need in your business right now that you would like to let the listeners know about? I think our need really is education. We would be delighted for anyone to visit our site and take a look at some of the material that we've put together and ask us questions because we don't want to guess what's going on in people's minds. We'd love feedback, questions, how simple they are, how complicated they are, it doesn't matter. But we would love you to go and take a look at our site, which is quantumre.com and just have a look around and see if you understand what we're doing because it's, we try to deliver it in a way that is as understandable as possible. So any feedback or assistance you can give us on that would be incredibly valuable. Nice. And how do you like to give back? I think what we're doing is very difficult, very challenging. And ultimately, we will be giving back because we will be helping homeowners release their value without taking on the bird debt. And I think that mission itself is the very beginning. There's obviously some huge commercial drivers, but I think there's some very important movement messages that we're getting across that there is no such thing as good debt. And there is trillions and trillions of dollars sitting there for people that we will be able to help them with. So that is something I think is very meaningful for us. And we really want to develop that and because I think it will not be trivial in terms of the impact that that has on people. Matthew, you've been a great guest. I really appreciate your time. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and your company. Thank you. Winnie, it's been a real pleasure being on. Um, our website is quantumre, that's Q-U-A-N-T-M, 
re.com. Everything is on there in terms of videos, books. There's a site that you can go and you can invest if you're an accredited investor. You can add your name to the waiting list if you're in California and you're a homeowner. But as I said earlier, we would love you just to get in contact with us, ask us questions, and we'd be delighted to see how we can help you. Yeah, thank you so much, Matthew. I know I've learned a lot from the show, and I hope the listeners have too. And I hope they will connect with you and provide some feedback like you requested. I hope they'll also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and also go to our Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, and connect and network with other entrepreneurs and help grow our businesses together. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.